Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm super excited to have you here today. I am talking with Hannah Brencher, and she wrote this book that's coming out January 5th, 2021. So in just a few days, if you're listening to this in real time, and it's called Fighting Forward, Your Nitty Gritty Guide to Beating the Lies That Hold You Back. So Hannah Brencher is an author, blogger, TED speaker, and entrepreneur. She founded The World Needs More Love Letters, and it's a global community dedicated to sending letter bundles to those who need encouragement. Isn't that awesome? There's something about letters that just make you feel really good. She's named as one of the White House's Women Working to Do Good and a spokesperson for the United States Postal Service. Hannah has been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Oprah, Glamour, USAToday.com, Chicago Tribune, and more. You can find out more about Hannah at hannahbrencher.com. That's H-A-N-N-A-H-B-R-E-N-C-H-E-R.com. So what are we talking about today? Well, in her book, she talks about a lot, and she talks about beating the lies that hold you back. And Fighting Forward is the name of her book. And today we're going to focus on really grace and growth and how they go hand in hand, how we have to take it one step at a time. We have to celebrate the baby steps, track our progress. Hannah has so much wisdom to share, and I know you're going to be so encouraged listening to this interview. And Happy New Year, if you're listening in real time. Super excited to kick off the new year with this encouraging episode that I pray helps you realize there can be grace that goes along with growth. So without further ado, here's my interview with Hannah Brencher. Welcome to the podcast, Hannah. I'm excited to have you here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I'm excited to talk about your book. And like I said, I actually read it. <laughs> I, I know, read. which is amazing. Thank you yes, so much. You're so welcome. It's so good. And I try to read all the books, like I said, and some I don't read the whole thing. <laughs> Let me just be honest there. I can only um, imagine the amount of books. <laughs> yes. Luckily, I like to read and luckily I'm a really fast reader. So that does help me a lot because people ask me all the time, how do you read all these books? And I have two little kids and how I'm many pregnant books again. Do you think that you read a month? Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, for a while there, it was probably at least four, like three or four. Oh and and so once I stop one book, I pretty much always have a next one to get to, which is kind of uh-huh. cool because yeah. it sort of gets me off technology and into the pages of a book, which I much prefer. And yep, it's so much that. less anxiety producing than technology. So mm-hmm. yeah, I love, I love reading. So it's, it's perfect for me. Um, yeah. So let's yeah, talk that's about amazing. your book. So yeah, everybody, let's, let's do it. Hannah wrote, um, fighting forward, your nitty gritty guide to beating the lies that hold you back. And like I said, it was the book I didn't know I needed to read. <laughs> and so Hannah Brencher yeah. is an author, blogger, TED speaker, and entrepreneur. And so this book, I'm really excited to chat about. So we're focusing on committing to mile one and mindset shifts mm-hmm. to get to, you to know, mile 19. And that is pulled straight from your book, the mile one to mile 19 thing. And And if you haven't read the book, then you might be a little confused, but let me just set the stage here, everybody. So basically, if you think about mile one, it's when you're just starting something. 
So maybe you're just starting a, a run, <laughs> like the yeah. analogy suggests, or maybe you're just starting a business. Maybe you're just starting your family, whatever it is, everyone has to start somewhere, right? And then there's mm -hmm. so many people that have gotten to their mile 19 that it's easy to look at them and compare and wish you were there, but you're really at mile one. <laughs> so we're going to yep. talk about that. Um, but let's first start, Hannah, with what the season of life looks like for you and also the mission behind your book, Fighting Forward, in your own words. What's the mission behind your book? Yeah. So this season of life, I mean, obviously, I feel like it's kind of a feels like kind of a crazy season as book launches yes. always are. But it's also like a really sweet season because, you know, I have a seven month old baby and she's at like that fun stage of life where everything is new and she's discovering something new every day. Um, and mm -hmm. so really trying to soak that up and savor it. Cause I know I can see that it's going so quick, you know? Um, yes. and then even in my own life, like apart from like work, I myself am, it's so funny to talk about mile one because I am on, as you probably read in the book, a perpetual quest to become a runner. But mm -hmm. um, I recently picked up the torch again and have been running. And so I totally am resonating with my own words of like, oh my gosh, I'm at mile one. That's where I'm at. Like I can't run more than a mile without walking. And so it's good to be back to those to those baby steps and that reminder of like, you're not like, you can't master things in a day, which is really the heartbeat of the book is this reality that life is not a spectator sport, that we need to show up for it. And that, you know, fear is going to try to hold us back from things that we're meant to walk into. And so I really tried to pack this book with short, power packed essays that were going to push people to wake up and go out and live their lives and show up for others and become cheerleaders. And, you know, like all of the elements of life that we're called to show up to that we can so easily think, no, I'm benched. I'm on the sidelines. Like it doesn't matter that I'm actually here. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I, like I said, it was the message I didn't know I needed to hear because mm. so often these lies, they're really sneaky and yep. fear is sneaky. And this year has been just really filled with a lot of fear for a lot mm. of people some yep. very real, some imagined, some maybe both have been experienced yeah. in people's lives. It's just, it is a part of life to experience fear and to have these lies sneak in, but to know that, you know, your book is this guide, it's your nitty gritty guide to beat those lies. Yeah. And so you can live that life that you've dreamed of and run that race well, which as Christians we're called to do. And so I just love the idea of mile one. It's such a good, just, you can think about it in your head. You're just starting something, you're fresh, you're excited, but you're maybe also nervous and um, just, you, we can all picture it, right? And this idea of being okay with just beginning something, just starting. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's the perfect analogy for Christians trying to live their faith well. Can you maybe yeah. encourage the listener who feels like they're at that mile one? Like you said, you did, you're reading your book back like, wait, I'm back at mile one. 
back what if at someone it, yeah. listening is, is saying, hey, it's my mile one. What do I do, Hannah? And I feel excited and nervous and scared and fearful and all of those things at once. What would you say to that listener? I mean, I would encourage them to let them know like, hey, yes, you are here. And it's mile one is not... It's usually not glamorous. It's not sexy. Oftentimes, like we want to be somewhere else, right? But like, Mm -hmm. you will never get to mile 19 if you don't start. And so I would probably encourage you by saying you should just celebrate and savor the fact that you started, that you're here, that you're making progress. And that celebration is such an important and crucial piece around the whole journey that like you can celebrate the baby steps you can celebrate when you get to mile 1.25 you know and then mile Mm -hmm. two and I think that like we get so quick to think like okay like I need to become an expert I need to evolve overnight and we miss the growth process and so I might encourage you to find a way whatever way works for you to be able to like track your progress, you know, like, so that you're Mm -hmm. able to look back and see how far you've come. Like, like I said, like me and my perpetual running journey, like I decided that I was just going to start tracking my miles in an app because I wanted to be able to look back and be like, okay, like maybe you still feel like you can only do one mile, but like these miles stack up, they add to something, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I'm a huge advocate for like, finding a way that you can look back and see how you've grown and how you've succeeded and how far you've come, whether that's, you know, writing a book and you track the words that you write or starting a health journey and you, you know, you track the, the different steps that you take every day to become healthier. Um, But having some way that you're able to look back and see how far you've come because the fear will slip in and try to tell you like, oh, no, no, like you haven't actually made it that far. Like you're really just at the beginning. And in actuality, there's been so much progress and growth, but if we don't capture it, we can easily believe that it's not really there. I agree. Yes. And journaling is is for me something that has been a nice way to track my, mm. I guess, kind of my uh, just evolution as a mom and yeah. the way I've focused on different priorities and things that almost like a prayer journal a little bit where things totally. I prayed for or was struggling with, I realized, oh, wait, I'm not struggling with that as much. And mm. I still do struggle with it. So for example, using my phone too much, I am very transparent on this podcast that I need help with that. I, every three months I do a phone challenge And we delete Mm -hmm. social media for a week and we spend less time on our phone because I need that. And I know I need that. And it's been just a struggle of mine for years. And I recognize that. But then I start to notice little progress I've made. And it doesn't mean that I'm at mile 19 because I'm really not. But maybe I'm at mile like seven, eight. Right? Right? (laughs) So if you don't track that, see that. Mm -hmm. Isn't it easy though to think like, oh no, I'm just starting over again every single day. It's like Groundhog Day. And that's what happens if you don't find a way to say like, oh no, wait, like the pages of this journal tell otherwise, you know, how I've grown and how I've developed. Yes, that's so true. The pages of the journal do tell otherwise. And that's, yeah, some way, whatever works for you, listener, whatever works 
to track that. Yeah. To write it down because, and there's something so powerful about writing things down. Um, Mm. as a, as a writer, as an author who wrote a whole book, I'm sure you resonate with that. Just the power of words, the power of that journey that you can go back and read over and over and over again. And so what are some, speaking of writing and, and you put some really hard questions in here and mindset shifts, could you share some of those with the listener if they haven't read your book yet? Um, you know, what are these hard questions we could ask ourselves and mindset shifts to get us closer to our, you know, toward the end of our goal, which, you know, we could call mile 19, but, but what are these things that along the way, you know, we're making progress. We've started Mm -hmm. at mile one. Okay. Maybe now we're at mile seven or eight. What are these hard questions that we can ask ourselves and mindset mindset shifts to get us closer to our goal. Like for you, maybe it would be mile 19, you know, running. And for me, it would be sticking to my time that I'd say I'd spend on my phone each day, for example, no more than two hours or something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, like one of the things that I talk about in the book is this idea of like switching the script and like finally Mm -hmm. dealing with kind of like that inner critic inside of us. Right. Because I, I do believe like you kind of have to apply grace to yourself because any road towards progress is going to be hard. And so I think it's, you know, staring in the face, the things that are holding you back, the mindsets that maybe need to be retired, you know, like the ways in which we place like limiting beliefs on ourselves, like all of that has to be brought into question, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think too, like, establishing like your why behind why are you showing up and doing this? You know, it's got to be something deep. It has to be something rooted like for you and your phone. It's like, okay, well, why do you want to spend less time on your phone? And then is that why powerful enough for you to start making changes and adjustments in that direction? If that makes sense. Oh, it does. Yes, it totally does. Yeah. And I think too, like, I just think that like for so long, I kind of like lived in the space where like, I didn't necessarily like, if I was making progress, I didn't necessarily see it because I was so hard on myself. I just really Mm. was like, always kind of bullying myself. And then I realized like, that doesn't really get me anywhere. I could actually be pushing so hard in one direction and not actually moving because it's all negative energy. It's not positive energy. Like, and I think if we believe that other people can like go and do and accomplish, like, why can't we believe the same things for ourselves? Like, why don't we believe that we can get to mile 19, that we could actually get to a place where you're like, you know what? Like I'm no longer on this journey to find balance with my phone. Like I found balance and now I've moved on to something else. And so I think a lot of it comes down to like, do we believe that we're like actually capable and like deserving of this? That's a good question. As you're saying that, I'm like, huh, Yeah. (laughs) how do I feel about that? That's interesting. I mean, my why, whoops, um, my why is very clear. I want to spend time with my family. Mm. I want to be present with them and I want them to remember a family life with me being present mm. and seeing my eyes, 
not looking at the top of my head, looking down at my phone. Yeah. And that is like a really strong why. So I feel good about that. But as you're asking that next question, I'm like, huh, let's all think about that because maybe I'm closer to my goal than I actually thought because Mm. I've made significant progress over this past year. Right. And I think what you like, I think it's this idea that you have to, as much as like, we're very good at defining failure. I don't think we need any help in that area. Right. Like we know like, Oh, that's a fail. Um, and I'm finding it too, mm-hmm. like as a new mom, I say it often and I'm like, oh, don't say that, you know, of like mom fail or like I failed today, you know, uh, um, yes. but we're not, we don't, why do we not do the same thing for success, you know? And so I think like in your journey or in anybody listening, like in their journey, figure out like, what does success look like to you? What does a milestone look like to you? Cause obviously like if you're running, you can obviously see where the mile marker is, right? Like I either did one mile or right. I did two miles, but like for you, it's like, okay, well, how does that look like? Uh, I would hit this margin on screen time, or I would, you know, carve out one day a week where I'm not on my phone at all. Like it's defining what does success look like? What does it look like to reach a milestone? Mm, that's really good. Yeah, I think a lot of us focus on success as the end goal, end goal, like the yep. end end goal, the mile yeah. nineteen goal. We got there. We're at the finish line. I mean, in the Christian life, we got to heaven. Yep. But God willing, that's not going to happen for a long time for us. We're pretty young, um, so hopefully, we have a lot of life left to live, right? And so, mm-hmm. what are the milestones in our Christian journey? Yeah. What does that look like? And, you know, with your running journey, what does that look like? What are the milestones? What are the milestones for me in my phone journey? I think that's a really, really good question to ask. And, you know, the new year's approaching and your mm-hmm. book comes out on January 5th, 2021. So, you know, people get in this mindset of, okay, I want to grow. I want to change this, that, and the other thing. I'm going to come up with 20 goals and I'm going to accomplish them all the first week of January and I am going to have this perfect schedule and I'm going to work out every day and you know, whatever it is, you know, it just because it's the new year doesn't mean we're going to make all this progress at once. Mm. It really is a slow process, which is hard. You know, growth takes time, but like you said, we can celebrate the milestones, celebrate the baby steps. I really like that. Um, and how can we ensure that we keep moving forward without listening to fear and instead listening to that still small voice of God, which is sometimes quieter than our fear, right? It's it's mm. quieter. We have to listen for it a little bit more. How can we start the new year with this feeling of, okay, I can't wait to grow, but I'm going to commit to doing it slowly but surely with God's voice in my ear and not the voice of fear. Hmm. Well, and I think that it really starts with making sure that God's voice has the space to be in your ear. I think that you have to figure out what does it look like in your own life to turn down the noise because the noise is so loud. And if you're always reaching for your phone to always go on social media, like it's very easy to get off mission and you might not even know that you're getting off mission. You know, you're just spending all your best time tuning into the missions of other people. 
Um, and so I think like, what does that look like in your daily life to say, I'm going to turn down the noise this year so that I can hear the voice of God? Because I mean, I am somebody who loves the new year. I used to like be relentless when it came to setting like new year's resolutions, you know, cause I really was like, yes, new year. I'm going to become a new person. Um, and yes. kind of slowly <laughs> faded, but one of the things, like, I remember this one year, like with my friend, Tiffany, we were like setting all of our new year's goals and we had like set all these goals. And then we kind of looked and we're like, huh, like we didn't even really invite God into this process. Like we didn't even really consult in any way of like, okay, like, are these the goals you have for me, you know? And so I think it's clearing that space to be able to connect with him to even say, what is it that you have for me this year? What do you want me to be learning? Where do you want me to be growing? Because God might have a completely different plan than the plan that we set out for ourselves. But if the noise is always so loud, we will just keep on going on the path that we're on. Like if we don't make space. Mm-hmm. I completely agree that that's another reason I want to be on my phone less so I can have yep. more <laughs> quiet time with God. That That's another part of my why. So I'm so glad you said that. Any last little bit of wisdom you want to share from your book before you let people know where they can buy your book and connect with you? I mean, I just want people to be encouraged in knowing that, you know, like maybe, maybe this past year was not the year that any of us has like anticipated. Right. But like, there is Mm -hmm. purpose in it. There's meaning in it. Like we did grow and we did develop. Um, and just to give yourself grace, if you feel like, man, like this pandemic really turned me into somebody I didn't want to be, or like made me feel like Mm -hmm. instead of being in my race, I kind of like, am like way behind the starting line. Like you don't have to wait for a new year. You don't have to wait for the clock to strike midnight. Like you can start making small changes today to get back to a place where you feel like in sync with yourself and good with yourself. Like we all know what it feels like when we're like in sync with ourselves. And it's like, you can start making changes today to get to that place. And there's actually nothing stopping you. Oftentimes, the only thing that's stopping you is yourself. Like you're standing in your own way. So like, get out of the way. Yep. Yeah. Let God lead. Get out of the way. Let God lead and and find that quiet. That's so good, Hannah. Thank you so, so much for being here. And everybody, again, Hannah's new book coming out on January 5th, 2021, right as the new year comes. we're all excited for 2021, right? Woo, yeah. <laughs> Your book's called Fighting Forward. We are fighting forward, people. Your nitty gritty guide to nitty gritty guide to beating the lies that hold you back. Again, Hannah Brencher, thank you so much for being here. And where can people buy your book and connect with you after this? So you can connect with me at hannahbrencher.com. And that is, there's a tab there for the Fighting Forward book and Fighting Forward is available at bookstores, Amazon, support your local bookstore, local indie, uh, wherever good books are sold. Perfect. Thank you so much for being here today, Hannah. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. 
Thank you so much for listening to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm so grateful to have you here as a part of this community. And if you love listening to these episodes as much as I love sharing them with you, hit subscribe on your podcast app. And if you're an Android user, you can download the Stitcher app and subscribe there. That way you know every time a new episode goes live. Thanks for being here, friend. Bye for now.